This is the Nearside Low Podcast, brought to you by Missouri Water Polo. For all highlights, scores, and updates, please visit www.mowaterpolo.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at Nearside Low, or Instagram at Nearside Low underscore podcast. And we are live in the Side Low Podcast, Season 3, Episode 9, maybe. Uh, as we roll into uh, District Week, we already had games on Saturday. Um, if you want to hear about those a little bit um, and our district preview, you can fast forward a little bit as we have head coach from MICDS, Don Casey, on um, to talk about some of the games on Saturday. And the hope is to get this released either tonight or tomorrow morning. And you can hear about um, his thoughts on the big matchups that are going to be occurring on Tuesday night. Um, but without further ado, Ray, we have a, a line item of seven various things that I know um, you wanted to talk about. Um, and the first one has to do with highlighting some local colleges. Um, and since you know a little bit more about college water polo than I do, I'm going to let you hit the point on that. Yeah, sounds good. Always, always an exciting time of year. Always love, love yeah. this week. But uh, as high school, as high school is wrapping up, uh, college club water polo is also wrapping up this past uh, past couple weeks. Um, wanted to mention the Washu women's team who took uh, second in the D3 national national championship uh they lost their final game 14 to 11 to middlebury took second overall which is a great accomplishment for wash U. uh also wanted to mention lindenwood uh women's team was at the club national championships uh this last last weekend in south bend indiana uh they took fifth place overall uh winning their last game 11-8 over uh washington so uh great to see uh the local college teams doing well i want to give a shout out to uh, Dave Jimenez at Wash U, uh, as well as uh, Coach Dave Miller at Lindenwood. Uh, also wanted to note that Greg Emdy, as well as uh, who's obviously from Missouri, as well as Scott Bowles, one of our officiating friends uh, from the Midwest, uh, got to officiate the national championship club uh, for the women. So uh, also a great accomplishment for uh, Greg and Scott. Um, so just wanted to give give a uh, shout out to all those people yeah, on uh, yeah. job so, well done. Yeah. Congratulations to those two college teams. And then, yes, I talked to uh, coach MD today a little bit and he had mentioned he was able to ref that game, which was pretty exciting. And Ray, I know you've mentioned uh, that you, you like Scott Voles a lot from Ohio and that he think he does a great job. So um, kind of, kind of exciting for those guys to get to do something that uh, like that. Um, and so moving on um, in my notes, I've got Wackerly, and girls water polo, and that can only mean one thing, a Lafayette, a Lancer coach, Jamie Wackerly, who is kind of, I guess I would say, maybe spearheading um, a movement to try and get some more girls involved, I guess, next year. Ray, you want to chat on that? Yeah, so uh, we've been talking about girls water polo a lot uh, this year on the podcast, and uh, momentum has been building, and uh, Coach Wackerly has been working to see if uh, next year uh, we could get a few more teams uh, girls athletes playing a few schools have already said that they're going to try and uh, get some more girls playing next year. Obviously we've got nine months or so until the start of the next water polo season, but it's great to see uh, coach Wackerly and some of the other coaches uh, working on this. Uh, this is obviously something that's going to require uh, sustained effort and a number of people involved. So uh, just something to watch, but just wanted to give uh, coach Wackerly a shout out for trying to accomplish this. And then maybe as a plug to, 
uh, show up to our Missouri water polo meeting on Wednesday, May 29, uh, because obviously there's going to need to be some help uh, with this process. So, Coach, you got more details on that? I got more details on that. Yeah, and so, you know, for our listeners out there, you know, I always say one of the amazing things about our sport is the support that we get from the parents, um, coaches, athletes, so on and so forth involved. Um, And one of the ways that people can help out um, is by attending the board meeting, um, which, as Ray already mentioned, is Wednesday, May 29th at 7 p.m. It's going to be at Oak Benda Library, which is 842 Holmes Avenue. That's H-O-L-M-E-S, Holmes Avenue. And that is 7 p.m. at the Oak Bend Library. Um, not only are there multiple board positions that need to be filled, including president, um, but there we just like when people are at the meeting to give input, Um, and maybe take on positions or help out with various things. And so, um, again, one of the things I say every year is the amount of parent support I get at West High. Um, And I know, I'm sure Taylor would say the same thing at DeSmet during the DeSmet Invite Week. We know there are parents out there that really are very passionate about the sport and want to help out. You do not need to have ever played water polo or coached water polo um, to help out if it's if it's something that you you find enjoyable. So we urge you to show up to the board meeting whether you want to run, run for a board position or not. That's about all I got on the board meeting. Um, thanks to John O'Sullivan for sending us that information. So I hope to see some of you there. Um, and then moving on, I know this is a big week. We talked about districts. Ray, you asked already, when are all conference selections coming out? And I told you, I have no idea, (laughs) but I I think we're pretty sure it's going to come out this week. I told you for some reason, I wanted to say Wednesday, don't quote me on that folks, but it will definitely be out because uh, obviously coaches need to be able to watch the players to determine who they think could be an all district potential nominee. So um, that's kind of where we're at. I know that we've already voted on them. um, And so hopefully that comes out in the next day or two. Um, And I know we had one special athlete of the week coach that was in the news this uh, past week and that was yeah i wanted to give a shout out to my brother uh michael crying he was in the post dispatch this last week uh for his efforts during the Lindbergh invite been having a great year and uh was excited to see that as we've talked about for all the athletes always great to see people in the local newspaper so uh congrats all right. Mike, and good then, work. Yeah, congrats, uh, Michael. We uh, we are very proud of you. Uh, that being said, the pools are starting to be built, right? The pools are starting to be built. Tell me about it. Yeah, so I uh, just also wanted to announce in the last couple of weeks, uh, have heard that uh, John Burroughs is, ne- is going to be the next school in line to be building a new pool. They're, they don't have definitive plans yet, but uh, the idea is that they should have a new pool in the next one to two years uh it sounds like it's going to be almost in a square uh square shape but um the idea is that there's going to be an area where they will be able to play water polo um all deep so um we i mean more all deep pools the better our area is going to be and it's great to see um them coming next in line another reminder uh the senior all-star game as well as the girls all-star game will be on may 15 that will be at Lindbergh high school the girls game will be at 4 30 all girls in the area can play in that game, whether you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, or senior. Uh, 5.30 will be senior all-star game. And then the awards bank will, will start sometime around 6.15, 6.30. So just uh, keep an eye out for the rosters for the senior all-star team should be coming out in the next couple of days. And then uh, since we didn't really talk about JV water polo in our uh, segment with Coach Casey, I just wanted to uh, give a shout-out for that. Uh, on Wednesday, uh, May 8th at Lindbergh will be the semifinal. Finals uh, that will feature uh, Slough High will be 
be playing against CBC at 5 p.m. Uh, CBC, the number five seed, beat Ladue Monday by a score of 10 to 6. And then uh, in the 6-15 game, we'll have Lindbergh High School will be playing against Parkway West. So uh, those four teams will then play uh, sometime on Friday. The championship game will be at 6.15 p.m. Third place game will be at 5 p.m. But um, I will say I've been reffing some of these JV games, and I've been impressed with not only some of the size of these teams, but also some of the, some of the levels of play that, that I've been seeing. So um, I'm sure, as we talked about last week, I would definitely, I mean, show up to the varsity championship, but I would also recommend coming over to Lindbergh on Friday. There's going to be some good games definitely. over there. All right. Well, we hope to see, uh, hope to see some people full time. All righty. Uh, stay tuned for Coach Don Caser from MICDS, and uh, please give us a holler if you see us poolside. This is Charlie. This is Rick. And we are signing off. And here we are, Nearside Low Podcast, uh, with uh, Water Polo Hall of Famer, Coach Don Casey. Uh, welcome, Coach Casey. Glad to have you. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. As always. And as you might know, this is year three, and it rolls around this time of the year. Uh, we like to do our district preview with you because we know that you like to watch games and, uh, and talk a little bit about Water Polo. But before we jump into that, um, we wanted you to maybe just touch on a little bit about your team this year, uh, MICDS. Um, you've uh, definitely had some improvements since last year, so tell us a little bit about that. Well, we we uh, we brought a lot of people back from last year's team that, that have helped us. We have a goalie. This is his second year. He's a junior, Mikish uh, Shapsovich. Very good. He's got talent. Uh, he's still learning, but he's had a very good year. And then we also had a uh, a new student come in, and I'm sure people who have followed the sport are familiar with our Serbian uh, new student, Philip Alexic. He's been outstanding. Um, he comes from a, a country where water polo is the national sport, and that's you've got to consider that that's in Europe where soccer reigns supreme. Serbia, they have either won or played in a championship game, I think the last five or six uh, Olympics, except for one, one year. So they, they have an outstanding program, and he was in their national program. So he's definitely been a, a, a big addition to our program. Two, we, we've had, uh, we don't have a lot of depth, but we've been very fortunate because the top five that we have are very good, and then our goalie's been outstanding. We've had to start a sophomore or a freshman who this is their first year playing, and that's the one thing that we've struggled with is, is just being able to put these kids all together. And I think I, the last couple games, the last part of the season, uh, we've come along and we've done a pretty good job. I don't think we're a threat to win the championship, but I do think we have an outside chance uh, possibly getting to Thursday or Friday night um, if we can get past Lemberg, and that's a tall order. Well, uh, it sounds like a, a successful season so far. Um, Very and, good. Yeah, 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 yeah good. Um, so as we like to do, we want to jump into the district games that are going to be played tomorrow. So my hope is to release this either tonight or tomorrow morning so everyone can get a, get a good listen or read on what your thoughts are on all these games. So, Ray, sure. I know you've got, the, Ray, you've got the tournament bracket in front of you. I do. All right. Well, why don't you take it away? All right. So uh, eight teams have advanced to play on Tuesday. Uh, two of the games will be happening over at MICDS. Two of the games will be happening over at Lindbergh. Uh, all these teams advanced by virtue of winning on Saturday in uh, eight games, which uh, most of them weren't very close. But um, we're just 
just going to go through from the top. So uh, the first game tomorrow will be MICD at MICDS at 5 p.m. Uh, we'll feature uh, Slew High, uh, who beat uh, John Burroughs 15-2 against Ledoux, uh, the number nine seed who beat uh, Kirkwood uh, by a score of 14-6 over the weekend. So uh, Slew will play Ledoux. Uh, they've matched up one time previously during the season, uh, in which in which game Slew beat Ledoux 13-12 in OT. So, uh Coach, what, what are your thoughts on SLU and Ledoux? Well, when you play SLU, you've got two problems, uh, Zimmerman and uh, Crankamp. As, as I explained right, to one of the coaches. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> They're both outstanding. I, I think Mike Crankamp is, if I, I think, if not the best player in the area, one of the top three. Um, he's a junior, outstanding talent, very smart. Uh, he comes from a family that's had a lot of good players come through. And as I've experienced with our kids, when a younger brother comes through and he's been watching water polo for three or four or five years and watching an older brother, they just seem to be a little bit smarter and they have a little bit more sense of what the game's all about. Uh, Zimmerman's outstanding. Um, And I think they've got a good, they've got a good cast around him. I mean, around those two. Um, But I I just think that those two are the two that if you're playing still, you've got to focus on. Ledoux, I think, has the other side where they have a lot of talent. They have a lot of uh, good players. Uh, Brendan Young is the one player that it might be would be considered the best player, and they've got a decent goalie. So that I, I think you've got one team that has two outstanding players and a good supporting cast. You've got another team that has some good balance, and I think that was reflected in the first game. I was surprised at the score, the closest of the score. Uh, but when I started thinking about it, Slew's got a good group of people that they put in the pool. I mean, uh, Ledoux's got a good group of people that they put into the, the pool. I'd still pick uh, Sandwich University High School, but I think uh, Ledoux's going to give them a good a good contest. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that game, too. I saw a little bit of that Ledoux-Kirkwood game on Saturday, and we've been talking about Ledoux for the last week or two. They've, they've definitely been looking strong recently. So um, that should be a good starter over at MICDS. And then the second game over at MICDS will be at 6.15. We'll feature uh, DeSmet, who beat uh, Lafayette 20-4 to on Saturday against Parkway South, who beat uh, Chaminade by a score of 15-1. to Those two teams have matched up three times over the course of the season, uh, uh, most recently at the Lindbergh invite where Parkway South won by a score of 6-4. to four. Um, However, DeSmet has won one of those games 8-6, to six, and Parkway South won the other 10-7. to seven. And so um, those are the number four and five seeds. Uh, should be a pretty interesting matchup. Well, I think it's going to be a great matchup. Uh, DeSmet's got a really good goalie. Uh, they've got a good set of, of, of players in front of them, uh, but they've got an outstanding goalie, and they play very good defense. Parkway South has uh, a couple of really good offensive players, uh, Marco is one of them that, that comes to mind, and they have a, a good supporting cast. I, the thing that I've that I I've seen them play a couple of times, but I haven't been able to see a whole game. They don't seem to have a lot of depth coming off the the bench, but I'm not sure that that's a good take on my part because I haven't seen a whole game. I would expect that to be a one or two goal game. I mean, every each time they played, they they battled it out. It's gone down to the last period, uh, and I think both teams are well coached. Uh, I, I do think that uh, Parkway South has a couple offensive players, Marco again being one of them, um, that uh, is going to be a handful for Smith. But if their goalie has a good game, they can ride that to a victory. Yeah, goalies can certainly make a 
a huge difference. And yeah, Jay is definitely in a great year for this Oh so. well, yeah, yeah. I All think, right. I, then, I think goaltending. If I could say one more thing. Yeah, I, go ahead. I think sometimes goaltending is overlooked. The, the in my years of coaching, the teams that have had really good goalies, outstanding goalies, have gone a long way. It's it's a lot like hockey. A goalie can carry a team a long way in a championship series. For sure. All right. So, and then uh, at the other site will be Lindbergh uh, at Lindbergh. So the first game tomorrow is going to be uh, Parkway West against Parkway Central at 5 p.m. Uh, Parkway West beat Summit over the weekend by a score of 23-3. to uh, Central, which, Coach, you can talk uh, a little bit about since you saw that game, uh, upset Marquette uh, by a score of 12-8. to uh, It was a good game. Uh, Marquette was seated higher, but I – in my estimation, because I've seen both teams play, I thought it would be a fairly even game. Marquette had a little bit of trouble shooting. They hit the goalpost a number of times, um, and I, I think that, that it, as they say, the goalie's best friend. Uh, I think that that hurt them. They were on the, I think it was five, maybe five or four zero before Parkway Central got on the on the scoreboard. Um, and Central played a Central played a very good game. They played very good defense. They took care of the ball on offense, um, and then when they got a shot, they took advantage of it. But uh, it was just a, 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 it was a case of one team shot very well and another team shot very poorly, and uh, the outcome, I think, reflects that. Uh, either team, I think, I wouldn't have been surprised if either team had won, but I think Parkway Central did outplay Marquette on Saturday. And a big part of it, again, was they, Marquette had some good shots, but they hit the goalpost a number of times, and that was the difference. So Central will play Parkway West. Uh, they have only met once in the regular season, which was on March 28th, when Parkway West beat Parkway Central uh, 10-3. to uh, What do you think about that matchup? We obviously know Parkway West is extremely well coached, but uh, talk a little Please. bit about those two teams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not laughing with you. I'm laughing at you. <laughs> I think I think Central's going to have a Central's going to be have a challenge. Let's put it that way. I think Parkway West. Uh, I mean, they are well coached, uh, and Charlie just accept the compliment. Uh, they are well coached. The other thing is, I think they have a lot of uh, they have a good balance in terms of talent. Uh, they've got a couple of very good players. I don't think they match up in terms of like Michael Kreinkamp or Zimmerman from SLU. I think those two. Or a little bit, uh, a little bit higher, but they have a good balance. They play very, very hard. I, I told their coach that they, the thing that has always impressed me this year and last year was that they play very, very hard and they play on defense. Uh, I, I think Central is going to have a hard time. I, I would be surprised if it wasn't more than four or five goals. I just think that Parkway West is that uh, has that much more talent and they play, as I said, extremely hard. They play well. They take good shots. Um, and Parkway Central is well coached, but I just think it's a question of talent. I think Central did a great job of getting to where they are, but I, I think Parkway West will win this game. All right. And then the last game tomorrow over at Lindbergh is the 6-15 matchup, which uh, is going to be Lindbergh, who beat Oakville by a score of 13-2 against uh, your own MICDS, who beat uh, CBC 14-10. Uh, Coach, why don't you talk a little bit about that uh, MICDS-CBC game first and then uh, your thoughts on that matchup, which is the only matchup that hasn't yet happened uh, over the course of the season. So those teams will be seeing each other for the first time. Right, right. 
I I was waiting for that compliment about MICDS being so well coached. <laughs> that goes without saying. That's a given. No, that no, no. That's why given. we have you on today. <laughs> I'm I'm just teasing. I I think uh, the CBC MICDS game, um, we played well. We our our Serbian had an extremely good game. We had another player, Davis Johnson, who scored five goals in that game. Uh, who had a very good game in terms of shooting and playing defense. Uh, it it it, uh, it was a good game, but I think we were clearly the better team. Um, CBC always plays hard, but our goalie, I think he stopped three or four one-on-zeros, plus he stopped a lot of outside shots. Uh, the difference in that game was uh, the fact that he did a great job of protecting the goal. And I think we shot the ball well. It was, I believe, it was uh, it was about a seven goal game, and then they kind of came back in the fourth period. Uh, so it was a good game, but it was not that close. And part of it was just something because our goaltending was outstanding in that game. Now you want to know about Lemmers? Yeah, let's, let's see. <laughs> we haven't played. Let's hear your thoughts. Well, I think Lemberg is one of those teams. I, I think they've got a lot of talent. I, I put them in the same. The same boat as uh, Ledoux and Parkway West, where they have a, a, a number of players that are very good. They've got a good bench. They've got a goalie that has looked good when I've seen them play. And they have a couple of kids that play in front of the goal that shoot the ball very well out of the two-meter area. So I, I think for us it's going to be a challenge because we, we've got five very good players. They will match up very well. But our problem is going to be our sixth player. The other thing is that our goalie, if he has a good game, I think we'll be in the game. If uh, the Lindbergh shooters can figure him out early, then it may not be as close as I'd like it to be. I, I think Phillip's going to have a good game one way or another because he just does such a good job. We're going to score goals, but the question for us is going to be, can we stop their players and can we protect our goal? Um, I think for us that's the challenge. If it's a high-scoring game, uh, we're going to be in trouble because they score goals. If we can keep the score down on their part, I think we've got a chance to beat them. So those are the four games that will be happening on Tuesday. Four really solid games. Uh, the winners of those games will play Thursday, May 9th at 6 and 7.30 at the RecPlex. And the championship game will be uh, Saturday. The third place game will be at 5.30. Uh, championship game will be at 7 o'clock on Saturday at the RecPlex. Uh, Coach, we've been talking about all year the amount of parity that's been going on in this in this league uh especially making for some exciting games on tuesday and i'm sure on thursday as well uh, when we've talked in the past you talked about uh some years like 2004 where you had four teams that uh really could have won the championship at any time talk a little, little bit about your assessment of water pull in the area this year um and just some of the potential for excitement in these last couple of games well, I think it's going to be a great tournament. The, the parity, you can see that with the ninth-place team, Ledoux, uh, taking the San Luis U University High School into overtime. And I know that San Luis U is undefeated in this area, but they've had a number of close games from the very beginning of the season. They've been challenged. So I, I, I think it's going to be – if you like water polo and you like close games, I think it'll be fun tomorrow. I think it'll be, be fun Thursday and it'll be fun on, on, uh, on Saturday. I, I think there is parity. I think there's some really good players. Uh, the thing that I like, though, is that, that there's a number of, of, of teams that have good balance, and they're not just relying on one player or two players. Other than our team, we're kind of a, 
uh, we, we rely very much on Philip, but these other teams seem to have some good balance and the scoring's evenly spread out. The other thing that I really enjoy is that there seem to be a number of good goalies in the area. So that, that makes for good defense. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I enjoyed the Limburg tournament, a lot of close games. I enjoyed the DeSmet tournament. There are a lot of close games. So I, I think it's, uh, it bodes well for St. Louis that there are a number of teams that have good players because that means these players are out there training in the offseason and they're learning how to play the game. And I think that's going that's always beneficial. Uh, cool. Well, that sounds like a pretty good district preview to me. Uh, Ray, you got anything you want to add to that? I do, and I'm glad we could get someone smarter than us to yeah. come on and break this down. <laughs> and and who would that be? <laughs> and does he come in? Does he come in and answer me? He's or coming what? in. Yeah, he's coming in. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, so Ray, uh, we've got games tomorrow at MICDS at what five and six fifteen, and Lindbergh five and six fifteen. Is that right? Correct. Tuesday uh, at Lindbergh and MICDS. Thursday at the Recplex. All right. Six and five dollars at the door. Uh, be there. Be square. Um, should be uh, should be a pretty fun night. So it should be. I'm All looking right. forward to it. Cool. Okay. All right. Thank Thanks, you. guys. No problem. Okay.